Hello and welcome back to Artisan Electrics. Today we're going to talk about how to quote for a rewire. As you know, we've been busy rewiring a four bedroom house this week. It's been a bit of a marathon and to be honest, it's taken longer than I expected. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of the video because I'm going to reveal exactly how much I quoted for this particular rewire and how I came to that figure. A lot of people message me on Instagram, on Facebook, or through the comments here on YouTube asking for advice on how to price for these kind of jobs. It can be a real challenge because you don't always know what you're going to discover along the way. But today, I want to show you how I price our rewires, and hopefully the principles and tips I share will help you if you have to do the same. Now first up, I'll be honest with you, we don't do a huge amount of rewires. I usually try to avoid them because one, they can be a bit of a nightmare, and two, there's usually a lot of competition on pricing with some companies offering to do it for peanuts. And as you know, we are priced at the high end of the market, shall we say, so usually we can never compete with the companies who smash out rewires week in, week out, and do it for barely any profit. So in today's video, I'm going to show you how I price a rewire, not how the average Joe does it. But based on hourly rates and time estimates, you should be able to apply the template and figure out what kind of price you might charge for someone for a rewire in your own area. So step one, when someone asks for a quote for a rewire, is I will always make sure they've had an EICR done first. Now, you saw the video Corey made of the EICR at this particular property that we've been working on this week. After an hour or two, it was obvious that the place needed a rewire. There was green goo everywhere, which meant that the cables were deteriorating. But in some cases, a client will be told they need a rewire or think they need a rewire when actually it's not necessary. So to make sure that the client isn't going overboard and also to make sure that they're being treated fairly, I always ask for a copy of the EICR or make sure we do one first before committing to a full rewire. Another thing that's super important for any property where you'll be doing extensive work is to get an asbestos survey done. It's surprising how many things can contain asbestos. For example, the property where we've been working this week had asbestos in the Artex ceilings and in the soffits. If we hadn't known about the soffits, we may well have drilled them in order to fit ventilation. So it was a good job that we got the asbestos survey done because the location of asbestos can affect the way you plan and execute the job. You need to get that done well in advance if possible before you start quoting so you know what to expect and can plan accordingly. The next very important thing is for the customer to provide a detailed plan of exactly what they need in each room. For this job, we ask the customer to provide us with a floor plan of the house along with a list of electrical points that they wanted in each room. Then we asked them to mark on the walls exactly where they wanted each socket and switch to be so that there was no confusion. Communication is key with these kind of things. You want to have clear information before you start work so that you can crack on without having to come back to the customer asking questions every five minutes. For this particular rewire, it was fairly standard, apart from the large number of smoke alarms the customer wanted. They basically asked for a smoke alarm in each room and heat alarms in the kitchen, 
utility and loft. They also wanted a cable installing for a potential electric vehicle charging point in the future. So we had to allow for this as well. Tricky part of this job was the fact that the customer had already moved in. And though they agreed to move out to an Airbnb for one week, that was all they could do as obviously securing alternative accommodation added significantly to the cost of the job for them. So we had a really tight time scale to get the messy work done. Also, normally on a rewire we would do first fix, then the customer would get plastering done and decorating, and then we could come back a few weeks later and do second fix and testing, etc. But this was an occupied rewire so we needed to have power on for them in order to be able to live in the property. We managed to find a solution where we could safely do second fix before plastering and you'll see that in the upcoming videos about the rewire. So there were a lot of factors that made this job a bit more complicated than meets the eye. When quoting for any job, basically you need to work out how much to charge for labour and how much to charge for materials. Now people have many different ways of working this out. Some people write their quotes down on paper, some people do it in a Word document, or some people use software to create their quotes. This is where today's video sponsor fits in really well. Today's video is sponsored by Tradeify. Tradeify is a job management software for tradespeople, and one of its many features is enabling you to create beautiful looking quotes super quick. One feature that I love is that you can import your entire wholesaler's price list and then add your materials in line by line, including setting your markups, and it will work out everything for you. Also, you can set your default hourly rates and then simply put in how many hours you would allow for the job and it will work out the true labour costs for you as well. Head to the link in the description and use my discount code to get 50% off Tradeify for your first three months. It's a way to streamline your business and free up more time for yourself to do the things you love. So in order to calculate the labor part of the quote, you need to estimate how much time this job is going to take you. This can be a real challenge as each job can vary dramatically depending on the snags you hit along the way. Also, different electricians work at different speeds. So what may take one week for one electrician could take two weeks for someone else. For this reason, when you search online for rewire prices, you will see some ridiculous figures out there. On electricians forums, some people claim to be able to do a full rewire on a three bedroom house in four days for one electrician and his mate. Other people allow three to four weeks for a rewire. No wonder there's so much confusion out there from both client and electricians themselves sometimes. Some electricians choose to quote on a per point basis. So for example, they may quote £100 plus VAT per point, and each socket, switch, light, etc. counts as one point. I'll do a demo of this on the job that I've just done and see if that would have worked out better for me or worse. It'll be interesting to see. I generally quote on a per hour basis and make a fixed price quotation based on how many days I will think it will take. So this job, I estimated 10 man days, so five days for two people. We charge £80 plus VAT per hour, and I allowed 10 eight-hour days, which equals £6,400 plus VAT for the labour. As you'll see, I massively underestimated how long it would take. But because our hourly rate is relatively high, we could get away with sticking to our original quote without having to come back to the customer and ask for more money. 
we have still made a profit on this job, although it's less than originally hoped. The job actually took 15 man days, plus one very long night of unpaid work on my part to get the power livened up. I was there till 2.30 a.m. on Saturday, getting things prepped so that they could move back in. So yeah, I way underestimated how long it would take. Maybe partly because I'm still used to estimating labor based on how long it would take me if I did it myself. And realistically, when you have other people working for you who don't have quite as much experience and drive as you do, you can't expect them to work at the same speed that you would if you were doing the job by yourself. Don't get me wrong, we have a great team and they all worked super hard on this job and did longer days than normal to get it done. But I can't just think in terms of if I had clones of myself, how long would it take? I have to set my expectations a bit more realistically. And even if I had been doing all the labor myself, I know for a fact that it would have taken me longer anyway due to unexpected things like the fact that the hire company gave us a really rubbish chasing machine, which meant the chasing took longer. Also, the customer requested that we reuse the existing wiring in one of the bedrooms. And this took quite a lot of working out to figure out the best way to reuse the existing wiring and integrate it properly into the new circuits. I also have a problem, which is I tend to be overconfident about what I can accomplish. I often underestimate how long things will take. And now I've learned from myself to allow more time than I think is needed. But on this job, I failed to do that. Lesson learned. In terms of materials, I always make a full materials list when doing a quote. This allows me to quickly convert the materials list into an order when I know that the customer wants to, go, wants to go ahead. I generally get two quotes for larger jobs from two different wholesalers, so I can make sure that I'm getting the best prices on all my materials. I have my favourite wholesaler, and generally, if the other wholesaler beats their price on something, I'll just tell them and they will reduce the price for me to match. On this job, it was worth doing that process as there were quite a few items which came out a lot more expensive from one wholesaler than the other. A quick phone call sorted that out and I was able to get my materials from my favorite wholesaler at the best price possible. It's important to communicate well with the customer so you know exactly what they're expecting in terms of fit and finish. For example, do they want just normal white plastic accessories or do they want fancy brushed chrome flat plate accessories which will cost significantly more. Also, if you're fitting flat plate, you may need to install 35 millimeter deep back boxes, which means deeper chasing, which means more labor. Does the customer want USB sockets? This will cost a lot more. What kind of light fittings do they want and how many? A pendant in each room is super cheap. But what if they want recessed lights or some fancy custom lighting? It's important that you know all the details before you quote. Also, it's good to ask questions that they may not have thought about. For example, do they want smoke alarms? If so, how many and where? Do they want provision for an electric vehicle charger? Do they want power to any outbuildings? Do they want outside lights? What kind of consumer unit do they want? RCBOs or split load? AFDDs? Do they want a surge protection device? Do they want TV aerial sockets or data points for networking? Telephone sockets? The list goes on. It's better to ask all these questions before you give the quote, as if they're left as an afterthought, the extra costs can rack up 
and you'll either end up out of pocket or having to send a large bill to the customer for extras which they weren't expecting. It's the best feeling when you can do a job and stick to the price you originally quoted, even if there are a few hiccups. Allowing extra time and materials cost as a buffer will help you to achieve that. Once I have a full list of all the materials, I generally add 10% for miscellaneous items that it's impossible to list, like screws, plugs, earth clamps, clips, Wago boxes, and other bits that you may have forgotten. In terms of cable, it's hard to estimate exactly how many drums you'll need. So I usually do a generous guess. For this job, it was 200 meters of 2.5 um, twin and earth, 200 meters of one mil twin and earth, 100 meters of one mil three core and earth, 25 meters of six mil for the cooker, and 20 meters of six mil three core SWA for the EV charger and about 10 meters of 10 mil earth for the bonding. Once I have the figure of everything, plus the 10% for things I forgot, then I add a 20% markup, which covers all my time for actually pricing the job, ordering the materials, arranging deliveries, etc. It's also important to remember other costs, such as tool hire, waste disposal, and anything else you might need. For example, on this job, we hired a wall chaser and a vacuum, along with a transformer and an extension cable. And we also hired some site lighting. We ordered a skip to dispose of the rubbish that we ripped out, as well as the rubble from chasing out the walls. All these things cost money and can eat into your profit margins if you forget to include them in the quote. And it'd be awful if the customer didn't expect that they had to dispose of the rubbish, for example, and then they got upset because you left them with a huge pile of junk to get rid of. So once all these costs are factored in, you should have yourself two figures, one for labor and one for materials. You add these two together, which gives you your total price for the job before VAT, then add VAT if you're VAT registered. So how much did we quote for this rewire? Well, our labor price for the job was 6,400 pounds plus VAT for 10 man days. And the materials price we calculated was 2,000 300 pounds and 50 pence plus VAT. So our total quote was 8,700 pounds 50 plus VAT or 10,440 pounds and 60 pence, including VAT. How does that compare to our actual costs and how much profit did we make in the end? Well, if we priced it for the 15 days, we actually would have charged 9,600 pounds plus VAT for labor. And in the end, we went a bit over budget on materials too. The actual materials cost was £1,924.93 plus VAT. We also spent £310.41 plus VAT on tool and lighting hire and £120 plus VAT on a skip to get rid of the rubbish. That equates to £2,355.34 of actual materials costs including tool and skip hire. If we add our 20% markup, that brings us to £2,826.41 plus VAT. So we were short on our estimate of materials by about £500, mainly due to the extra items we hired, such as the skip and the lighting, which I never originally planned for. In my opinion, it was worth taking a slight cut on profits and hiring these things as it resulted in greater customer satisfaction and worker satisfaction. It turns out the guys don't really like working in the dark. 
And next time, I would simply include these in my quote from the start. So, our total quote, if we had estimated things properly, would have been £12,426.41 plus VAT. That's a lot of money. In reality, although I estimated a lot less, we still made a profit because our labour costs and overheads are less than this. So we still made about £1,000 profit on this job, even with the overrun on time and materials. But in my opinion, it wasn't worth the stress for £1,000. So I'll be shying away from doing rewires next time or pricing them higher at least. I can make a lot more profit just having the guys do normal jobs like consumer unit changes, EICRs, electric vehicle chargers than I did on this job. So in future, I'll focus on these more profitable jobs. That's why we purposefully don't advertise for rewires because generally there's not a lot of money in them. Would I have done better if I priced it on a per point basis? Let's do the maths. There were 108 points in total. So if I quoted based on a price of 100 pounds per point, that would mean we would be charging £10,800 plus VAT. Actually, that's bang in the middle between what I should have quoted and what I actually quoted. It's about spot on in the middle. The question is, would I have won the job if I had have quoted that much? We'll never know. I would love to know in the comments from you experienced electricians, which methods you use and how accurate you found it comes to be when you quote for rewires. Let me know in the comments. Ultimately, I think that if we had less time pressure and we allowed, say, two weeks, it would have gone a bit smoother. You'll see the next stages of the rewire as the videos go live over the next few days, so you can see how we did things. I wasn't able to film much, I'm afraid, as we were in such a rush and there were a few nightmare moments that needed my attention. Let's just say, I have a few more grey hairs than I did a week ago. But it's all part of running your own business and I've learned to take the good with the bad and not let it get to me. I feel very blessed for the fact that I've been able to create a business where we can charge what we do and provide a level of customer service that means we stand out from the competition. This has enabled me to build a business that's very profitable most of the time and has a great reputation in the local area. People request our services because they know we will look after them and we'll do everything we can to make sure that they're happy with the job that we give to them. And they're willing to pay a premium for that. If you are thinking of setting up your own electrical business and you want to learn more from me about how I created Artisan Electrics from the ground up, you can check out my electrician's business course. There's a link in the description where you can watch the first four lessons completely free. And if you decide that the course is for you and you want to buy the full, the full 14 hour video course, you can get 50% off at the moment using the discount code in the description. If you found this video interesting, beneficial or valuable, please hit the thumbs up button and make sure that you share it with someone else who you think could benefit. And if you subscribe to the channel for free and hit the notification bell, you'll get regular video updates from me. Also, check out the link in the description to try out Tradeify. It could really help your business become more efficient. Thanks very much for watching and have a great day.